Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turning to entertainment news. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture. Heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. And, and what have you learned, 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 learned? All right, Mountain Dew is not only planning, they are releasing a new Halloween flavor for their popular drink. It's <gasps> called Ghost? Voodoo. Oh. Doo-doo? Voodoo. Oh, God. I was like, that is nice. <laughs> what does that taste like, baby? Um, oh, what? God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> baby powder and, uh, you know oh. that. Oh, okay, Don, um, help. Okay, I, help. yeah, all right. It's orange cream or candy corn. Those are the two fla- uh, okay. flavors that are rumored. <laughs> it's opaque in color. Okay, this is just all sorts Voodoo. of Voodoo. Voodoo, is it brown? No, it's opaque. Oh, well, it could be brown opaque. Uh, no, that would just be brown. All right, moving on. <laughs> Still that fluorescent candy color. candy corns in it. Is different flavoring. Yeah. Why would you have candy oh, guys, corn flavored? I, I don't know. It oh. hits shelves in August, so you can try it on your show, Bradley. Yeah, I know it's you're okay. Yeah. 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 Friday. Yeah. Patty LaBelle was recently honored in her hometown of Philly. A portion of Broad Street was renamed in her honor. It's now Patty LaBelle Way. Uh, oh. When the city put up the new sign, though, there was a noticeable typo. Oh, the no, B in LaBelle no. was lowercase, not uppercase, as yeah. in her signature spelling. Um, oh, that's a bummer. I have to say, right? Who, someone, Why didn't did someone get like, fired for that? <laughs> oh, Patty LaBellevard. Oh, that right? would be cute. Great Wouldn't ideas. Cute? <laughs> oh. Okay, Jessica Simpson's writing her memoir. The book is still untitled. Mm, she okay. describes the book as love, laughter, tears, and truth on every page. Her book will cover her marriage to Nick Lachey and the oh. painful divorce, falling in love with her current husband, NFL tight end Eric Johnson, and her evolution from artist to entrepreneur. Evolution. Oh, she's using some yeah, big words. Memoir. Evolution. <laughs> big words. I mean, those are big words for a woman who for didn't Jessica. know the difference between uh, chicken oh. of the sea and tuna fish. And tuna. Yeah. That's true. That's a long time ago. Now she is getting it done. She's evolved, Her shoes guys. and her clothing. Has and she? got babies. And okay. That's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. That is brand new information. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour. And at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. It is a beautiful, sunny Thursday morning, just after 6 o'clock. You have probably just sipped your first sip of coffee. Mm. Maybe you're on the pot. I don't know. Wherever you are in the beginning of your day, good morning and welcome your to Jason and Alexis. Usually like that, Bradley. What's that? Just, yeah, you know, you're just getting, taking care of business. Yeah, have a big glass of water, yeah. then, uh, you know, let it out. Mm. 
Yeah. Get in the shower. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. nothing says good morning like a, a nice Tinkle? movement. Sweet release. Sweet release. Yeah. Um, speaking of sweet release, that's <laughs> yeah. Alexis Thompson, Don McLean. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Your sweet release right here. <laughs> Scientology. I guess that could be someone else's. Uh, well, you know, that's the way for some people. Um, but there's been some. There's some news because you look. Admittedly, we don't talk about a lot about Scientology. You know, we watch the Leah Remini special, the yeah. seasons of you know her show. I know you guys are really into it on Colleen and Bradley. You can hear noon to three here. My talk. Absolutely. And you guys, um, you know, I get that not everybody goes full like conspiracy theory on most things. Um, mm-hmm. But the Church of Scientology, that's something you don't need to really put your tinfoil hat on um, too much because it's just at it's this point, it's been so well documented by Leah Remini and others how nefarious and up to no good the Church of Scientology is. We talk a lot about it on our show, the Colleen and Bradley show, noon to three, Monday through Friday, because there's a lot of celebrity overlap. Okay. Yes. And the celebrity overlap gives us that sort of connection, um, f- you know, of relevance or whatever. But the stories are fascinating, and especially where Tom Cruise is concerned. You know, Tom Cruise is pr- arguably like the number two person. <laughs> Yeah. And kind of a number two person in other ways Um, (laughs) in the Church of Scientology. Like literally he is besties with the head of the church. um, Miscavige. Miscavige. David Miscavige. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they're trying to look for a sweet honey for him and taking auditions. Right. Exactly. Now figure out what to do. (laughs) The most recent story is about the daughter in law, former daughter in law of Placido Domingo. Which I didn't know anything about. I mean, oh, yeah. when's the last time you heard Placido Domingo? La, 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 la. Right? Uh, yeah, he might be a great. first on our show, actually. <laughs> well, she is basically doing a tell-all. She had this uh, long interview with the Daily Mail about her role in the Church of Scientology. She was really high up. Mm. She had access to a lot of celebrities. And she is spilling the beans, or the mm. tea, if you will, about all sorts of celebrities that we know and love and love to gossip about. Now, did she get involved in the Church of Scientology because of her dad? No, actually. Well, it was her father. Are you talking about Placido? Yeah. I don't think he was anywhere near this. This was father-in-law. Yeah. This was his son, Placido Ah. Placido Domingo Jr. And uh, they married. She was already in the church, I believe, when they met. Ah, okay. Um, but anyway, they were both very high up. She was in the Sea Org. And her own story is very fascinating. She talks about being forced to get an abortion, which is something very, well, I don't want to say common, but it's something we've heard of from Leah Remini and others that are former members of the church, uh, coerced. Mm-hmm. Women are coerced into getting an abortion. Um, so her own story is huh. fascinating. But then she tells these stories about people that we have talked about, like Tom Cruise, his kids, his relationship with Nicole Kidman, how Nicole Kidman was shut out of the church and essentially alienated from her own children, which is a rumor yes. we've talked about before. Um, in addition to Tom Cruise, John Travolta, there is mm. some stuff there. Do you guys... Have any I want to know. Yeah, no, oh, please spill yeah. all the tea. What did she say? So John Travolta, okay. You oh know, no, he, I just read one line. I know, right? Oh, he lost his son, right? right. That, that's a story we all know, and oh, you know that is man. hard for anyone. Well, apparently there there is this anecdote she tells where um, he 
I don't want to make this about, you know, losing your child because I would do anything, I think, to bring my child back. But she recounts this story, which gives you a version of how Scientologists deal with the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And it talks about there's some kind of process to because and I'm going to do this horribly when you're when you pass away, your soul is a Thetan, right? Right. And it's, you know, floating away. It's an alien. It's like an alien. And you can trap that in another body. And so there's some things you can do to do that. And she says that that was something that that they believe that they tried Mm -hmm. to do, which is to me is fascinating. It's not really like, you know, I mean, it's sad, incredibly sad. Of course, tried to resurrect his son. Yes. Um, In addition to um, those two, John Travolta and Tom Cruise, she also is talking about. Well, she goes on about Tom Cruise, and we could probably spend an hour just talking about that. But the thing that I was here for, again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the former um, member of the Church of Scientology who was married to Placido Domingo Jr. Mm -hmm. You're like, who is that? But why do I care? She was very high up and close to a bunch of celebrities. She spills the beans on Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, Jada Pinkett Smith, Will and Jada have been rumored to be Scientologists for years, and they have vociferously, vehemently denied being involved in the church of scientology yeah and that just seems anti their attitude about life anyway so what is it do you think that they would be open about it? i mean they talk about a whole bunch of well, different the only things. connection that why be secretive about that the only connection we have is that they set up this school which um is based on church of scientology curriculum and it sounds like, and she tells a story that they tried to get the Church of Scientology to open the school and they didn't. So they sort of opened up their own and they clearly have gone their separate ways. But she very clearly says that Jada Pinkett Smith was a recruiter for the Church of Scientology and a celebrity recruiter. Um, one of the Wayans family, she got them into the church and she argues that Jada was very likely paid to do this. Mm. So she was oh. a paid recruiter because in Scientology, and again, you're like, why do you care about any of this? Well, you could some people are like it's just a weird religion who cares there's a bunch of weird stuff in religions mm-hmm. but one of the things of church, the church of scientology is that they believe if you get celebrities into the organization it will attract other people mm-hmm. and so they do everything they can um they don't require celebrities to follow the same rules they give them special access they're privileges. not going on that uh that ship and the cleaning the ship yeah yes. in, the, in the basement yeah exactly they're not getting measles on mm-hmm. the free winds in aruba <laughs> right which just happened <laughs> right so do they believe in vaccinations i think so. well actually i don't know now right, i don't know what their position is on and stuff but they got they got all sorts of issues anyway so jada oh. pinkett smith this is like confirmation for me anyway uh and people who've been paying attention that they were actually involved At and that's point. why i Maybe just not have, now i have a issue correct yeah. yeah we're not saying now necessarily but in the past and that's just one of the things that's always made me look at Will and Jada Pinkett Smith a little bit oddly, you know, in addition to all the weird stuff that they overshare on uh, social media and her red table talks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's trying to, you know, get I some, mean, get some press there or someone to talk about it. And just like the Scientology, though, talking about Scientology, you're right. The reason why we talk about it is the celebrity connection. Yeah. If that wasn't there. It is a fascinating story if you're obsessed with cults or people mm-hmm. who are willing to do things beyond. Because, again, 
in addition to just some weird celebrity stories, there's some really heinous stuff that the church has been accused of doing and by former members, not not just well, like people on the outside. And forcing or coercing an, an abortion. That yeah. also seems when you want to make more Scientologists. Yes. Right. Because maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That just. It, you you learn really very odd. quickly if you pay attention. It has very little to do with ideology or religion and very much to do with um, power and money and um, mm, power control. and money. Yeah, control. Yes. Exactly. Mm. Oh, well, this leads right into our next topic. We'll take a break, come back and talk about money, power and who owns music. The Taylor Swift saga oh. continues. Good morning, broken people. Kelly Clarkson wants you to know you're beautiful. Uh, look she in the is. mirror and decide oh, for yourself. She said I'm broken and I'm beautiful. Oh, okay. Uh, she was talking to herself. Yeah. She wasn't talking to us. <laughs> so she thinks you are not broken and ugly. <laughs> You're listening to Jason Alexis in the morning. We're a positive show. Yes. Uh, filling in for Jason today is myself, Bradley Trainer, and of course, uh, Alexis Thompson, Don McLean. Jason will be back on Monday yep. with beautiful stories to regale you with, I'm sure. Yes. His travels seem so delightful. Well, it's paradise. I mean, Hawaii. I know. Oh. Right? So beautiful. Oh. Well, okay, speaking of beautiful, Taylor Swift is very yes. beautiful and also very rich and like well, yeah. you're not. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's the whole feud with Scooter Braun. Don, what's the latest? Well, uh, basically, people are saying that she is um, playing a victim mm. to this whole thing. And I think Bradley mm. would probably go, yeah, exactly. That's what I told you guys. <laughs> so um, this has to do with the insiders in the music industry. This um, was an article about people in the know that are like, you know, they know what's up. They know what's going on. Yeah, this is the way they're it movers, is. They're shakers. And, uh, yeah. This isn't new, <clears throat> right? Is that kind of what they're saying? Yeah. um, She claimed that uh, Scooter Braun stripped her of her life's work, that she wasn't given an opportunity to buy her music. And this is what happens when you sign a deal when you're 15. Um, But an insider says that she has five homes, a private jet. She even summons her boyfriend, UK actor Joe Alwyn. Uh, she sends a jet to London to pick him up and bring him to her when she needs him. I mean, they're really <laughs> painting this picture like she is for years that she had chances to own her own work. They were saying and she just didn't want to take that deal. Mm-hmm. And so now she's claiming this is something new. And um, she's admitting the fact that somebody acquired the, the company and she could have bought it. Uh, her dad is a multimillionaire as well in a shareholder in that business. It was a business transaction. She's making it all about her. You know, it's so fascinating because mm. I think, like, I, I get why she's doing all this. It's genius branding, right? Because it, it speaks to this whole, like, empowering. Um, well, actually, I, I think it's not genius, but I think in in a way it's genius. Like, it mm-hmm. sounds genius. Well, and to get out in front cliche. of it before the news came out. Yes, to get ahead of the story, yep. to make her look like the victim. I get that. But that that just, if true... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. If mm-hmm. true, because we were speculating purely, yeah, would be a horrible, horrible, horrible um, way to to show women like to like to use sort of the stereotypes of women that they're victims, right? And that mm-hmm. women are not in power. Like all those things, you know, women have routinely been held back by the record industry, the music industry and others. Totally fair. Mm-hmm. But to make that point by playing the victim when you yourself are very much a powerful, empowered woman is a little tone deaf. There's something that doesn't make sense about that, right? Because yeah. unless she's saying that this can even happen to me. Yeah. I yeah. think about yes. the other, you know, others You're who might not right. have the same opportunities and access as I do. It's I, like, who do you believe though? Because this right. another, so another part of this is that another insider said that she had many opportunities to buy or, or to get her masters. It just, those weren't good deals mm-hmm. and they didn't say you can just cut a check. It was never about, so they let him just cut a check and buy, buy the company. She was never given that opportunity. It was all about trading music for old music. It was always a bad deal, and that's why she didn't take it. Right. Um, hmm. Oh, gosh. I wish I could remember the point that I wanted to make yesterday about this, because I remember thinking about this story yesterday, and it's like, you know, she... Um, I'd, I, if I were Taylor Swift, and I'm not, right? Yeah, she well, gets what to, would Bradley Swift do? She, could do? she can do whatever she wants. I would not want to be perceived to be a victim at all. So I would have, you know, come out and said, I'm very happy that somebody else, like you would just make it obvious what you were trying to say without, you know, without let others say without it. using words like grossed out, like the way she talks to her audience is smart because, you know, they're young and she speaks in their vernacular, in the vernacular, but like to be, to yeah. be a, like multi, well, uh, is she a billionaire? 185 she's million. So, okay, she's so the not, num- Forbes says she's the highest paid celebrity. She's mm-hmm. the highest paid celebrity. Mm-hmm. And for her to be like, I'm just grossed out by all these men making money off of me. It's like, girl, how do you think you got where you were? Right? Like you played the game and got to the top and that's awesome. That in and of itself speaks for itself, I think, to most women. I don't know. So I just feel like when you're like, eh, I'm so grossed out that Scooter Braun stole my my work and now it's icky men hold on to. I don't know. That just would not be the way it sounds I would whiny do it. versus maybe how a man might have come out and said it, maybe. Or somebody who's not interested in, um, I don't know, playing into stereotypes to. Mm. you know mm-hmm. benefit their bottom line because she's a businesswoman I, she's smart right. so like i guess i'm i'm praising her for being smart <laughs> right and at the same time i just wish that that's i guess from not her point the of view, she, she's probably just like well I'll, that's the risk i'll take I, in I order think to make she changes i think she genuinely is mad and feels hurt yeah, yeah. you know i I, I, I do um but like isn't that <sighs> weird like how do you get to that point in your life and you have personal grievances against people like the, welcome to the world Right. Like, sure, we all have those things, but how many of us have, have sat on grievances 
um, and overcome them without having to throw. The fact that I'm saying she's throwing a temper tantrum in and of itself is yeah. probably shows my own bias, but whatever. Well, hey, it's... <laughs> I never said that I wasn't biased. Did somebody just No, fart? we all are. No, no, I moved my chair. Oh, I was like, <laughs> Making some noises over noise? here. I... <laughs> nope, it was not that. <laughs> Did someone just Oh. Way to cap off a very thoughtful Yes, that was going to say, yes, this is a nice little, little sound effect there. We're making natural ones here. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I, I think it really just boils down to if she got, if she was given that opportunity for that deal or not. And I don't know if there's a clear answer yeah. to that right yeah. now. Yeah. And from everything else, you know, all this after what she said, what happened, what Scooter Braun is saying, all the celebrities that are coming out in support of him. Um, that That's the biggest thing here. And I don't know if we'll ever know that answer. Yeah. yeah. Because we're getting distracted by all this other stuff, you know. Is he a racist? And what was the other thing that people, or uh, yeah, that you know, that he uh, just took it under her, and so it just, yeah, that. But how how would we know that? Well, I just, I you know, it seems a, the story seems a little too convenient, mm-hmm. and it fits a narrative that seems a little too pat. Which is every criticism I have with Taylor Swift, it all just seems so perfectly packaged. And thoughtful, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. And, she probably has a whole team for that, just just for image. And that's the thing I wish she would say. Like, I wish she would show her audience, like, here's what it takes to be a powerful woman in the music industry. It's not just, I do my hair and makeup, and I come in and I go, all right, bitches, I'm here to reorganize the world. Right. Um, hey, we have to take a break. We will be right back. I'm going to talk about Gentleman Jack next. Good morning, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning. You're listening to My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. By the way, we've got an app. If you haven't downloaded the app, do it. And um, Why? Why especially, Bradley? Because you could get some gas. Yeah, get that tank filled. Not that kind of gas. No, it's no, tank a day. Not a tank top. Uh, <laughs> it's not a tank top, but you can top the tank Oof. with uh, our wonderful giveaway. The tank a day all month long. This is your way to get $100 to fill your car, boat, RV, even your lawnmower, or just a big jug. It's easy as one, two, three. What are those one, two, threes, Alexis? Uh, number one, download the app if you haven't already. Number two, register by tapping that app. It's very easy to do that. And number three, tap it to enter tank a day. You can learn more. MyTalk1071.com, keyword tank. And we have our winner from yesterday. Who was our winner yesterday? Ooh, she lives in Plymouth. Plymouth. Louise Heiser. Louise Heiser, congratulations on your tank a day. Now you can do that. Head to mytalk1071.com, keyword tank. Thank you very much, Alexis. Now, yes, you're very welcome. You're watching a show? Yeah, I got to tell you about, it's on HBO, it's called Gentleman Jack. Okay, what is this, Gentleman okay. Jack? I've never heard of. I think you'll like this. Uh, well, there's lesbians in it. Oh, so I, don't I know do. If that, you I know. do occasionally enjoy a good lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're gonna love this show, then, Tell everybody. Me more. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> Jack is a nickname for Anne Lister. Anne Lister. She lived in the 1800s. She was a, an English landowner. She uh, was a very courageous woman because she didn't fit into the stereotypes of what a woman was at the time and even today she um, was on her land she had some oil and coal so she just 
decided I'm going to just do it myself. I'm not gonna, going to you know, sell this land off. And uh, she would go around and collect the rent for, you know, the places that she was renting out. And it's just she also dressed. She had like a man, more of a masculine look. The top was more like a suit. And then she still wore a skirt. But uh, and she wore a top hat and had a cane. And uh, she was a prolific uh, diary writer. So she would uh, just write about her life, about her work, about every day, you know, doing what she's doing, and also about her sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. And where did this, I didn't ask you the other day, yeah. where did she live? Do you- She lives in uh, Shibden Hall in England. Okay. Yep. And um, which is like Yorkshire, I believe, is where she lived. Mm-hmm. West Yorkshire, England. Yep. And um, so. This is right as the Industrial Revolution is evolving. There's just a whole bunch of different things going on in history. And she writes about that. But when she writes about her sexual relationships, she writes in code. Yes, this is this is so fascinating. 27 so, volumes. So I didn't know there was a show based on this, but I just listened to this long podcast episode about, about Ann Lister and oh, about her perfect. about her diaries and mm. how they had to decode them and how it was only by a freak chance that they discovered these and it, yes. they could have been lost to history forever. But to your point, they found this incredible, you know, lesbian, torrid lesbian behavior going on back in the 1800. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she was very specific, too, about you know, the things that they did and, mm-hmm. and how she would uh, flirt with women and what worked and what didn't work. And what I love about this show is that it's it's pretty radical, especially for the time, but it's romantic, it's raw. You're watching it, you just feel so much for them, and you wonder if Ann Lister was here and now, what she would be doing and what she would think about you know, pride and just being out and because they really had to keep uh, their romances under under wraps. You know, she would say, oh, we're just friends. And, you know, we're just visiting my friend. And um, she also Ann Walker is also a big part of this first season. Uh, it's already been renewed for a second season. We're talking Gentleman Jack on HBO, just joining us. And um, it just it's really fun. It's it's a good, fast-paced show. You get a really good sense of who she was. She was spunky and fun and very positive so, in the face of a lot of adversity. So the other thing I was going to say is um, yeah. the, the reason I now need to watch this is, and it's on Showtime? HBO. Oh, HBO. Yes, oh, even better, so I don't have to pay extra. No. Um, and BBC One, too, is where it originally Oh, I wonder aired. if you can uh, watch it on BBC One. Yeah. I can get, what if it's on BritBox? Oh, good. Are be. you BritBox? Now, so what I love is that it in um, the main character uh, who plays Ann Lister mm-hmm. is none other than Sir Ann Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And Sir Ann Jones, I just mentioned her yesterday while well, I mentioned the show she was on. There's a show called Dr. Foster. Yeah. So if you love Dr. Foster, and she's been on a bunch of other stuff, but she is an amazing actress. She kind of, like, for some reason, I, I think of Donna Valentine when I see her. So oh. I don't know. If, I don't know why that is in my I head. Can but see that. anyway, <clears throat> she's an amazing actress. And, um, so now I'm really excited to actually watch this because it brings two things uh, together that I've, you know, previously um, not connected. That, that you liked, and, yeah. and now here, yeah, here we are. Exactly. I, I think you'll really like it. How and many episodes? Eight episodes. Okay. And back to her diaries, you're right, that the fascinating thing about this, because I watched it and I was like, well, how did these diaries, because there's 27 volumes, like 4 million words she wrote. Oh my. And what happened was she would keep them in like a locked trunk. And so... 
so years after she passed away, uh, because Shibden Hall was stayed in the family, uh, one of her family members found them. And as they were going through, they're like, what is this weird code? It was like Zodiac signs and just just really bizarre. And so they started to crack the code. And when the family member and his friend noticed that, whoa, this is like some lesbian love and whoa, yeah. this is forbidden and whatever. Forbidden fruit. Forbidden fruit. Exactly. <laughs> they used to call me in high school. <laughs> Actually, that's also a Jessica Simpson song. It's a really good one. Anyway, things go together. Well, there you go. <laughs> but anyway, tell your, I'm sorry. Yes. So, uh, the, the the family member, the friend said, you know, you should burn those. That just, this cannot be out. That's nasty. Instead, he hid them in the walls of Shibden, the hall that she lived in. And they were found 100 years later. And that's when they started to... When people were a little more open to the possibility. Exactly. And Sally Wainwright, who who wrote the... Uh, the uh, she's the playwright here, the... Um, what do you call the person? Don, you're one. Screenwriter. Screenwriter. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> when she, so she's still continuing to go through it. And, and the way that this ends is, is really nice this season. Uh, and you know, there's still going to be some issues and uh, how people perceive the couple, but it really is a beautiful story and you just feel for them. So, Gentleman Jack, HBO, if you haven't checked and it Sally out. Sally Wainwright, she did. I was just looking through. And oh, yeah. I haven't watched Happy Valley, but I know that's a very popular mm. British show, too. So, if, if you are a fan of uh, British dramas, she is a very, uh, you know, a very good writer, obviously. So, I'm excited. Yes. So, I can so watch this on that? HBO, Gentleman yes. Jack, one season. I love eight episodes. the idea of eight episodes. They're oh. about 45 minutes each. And I bet it's just beautiful because it's BBC. And mm-hmm. I mean, they just do things so much more beautifully. Yeah. Sometimes. And it's romantic. Most of the time. And it's yeah. just. Oh. All right, cool. Awesomeness. I okay. Something new today. Yeah. So, check, check that out for sure. Um, Let's take a break. Okay. When we come back, um, let's talk about Andrew Zimmern. Mm. He has some advice. Yeah, it's interesting advice. Let's just leave it at that. He has advice on how to pick um, a a good restaurant when you go to a town you're not familiar with. Mm. It's considered, um, he has, it's his own very um, unique way of doing it. Let's put it that way. Oh, all right. We'll get into it next. She says that she's the only thing holding you back is uh, if you don't have a full cup of coffee to get out there and enjoy a beautiful Thursday morning, July 11th. Good morning. It's about 6:45 in the a.m. Hopefully, you're well on your way to enjoying the rest of what's left of this week. Yes, we're doing that to our best abilities here on Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Alexis Thompson and Don McLean. The best. Two ladies in radio are missing. I'm sure they're um, are missing. What? <laughs> well, some milk cartons. Where are they? <laughs> a few brain cells. No, I'm yeah. kidding. But they're missing their host and compatriot and friend Jason Matheson, who'll be back on Monday. Yes. The funny thing is, I'm off on Monday, but oh, you know no. we'll be all oh, back no. together on the 19th you know, together. That's going to happen on uh, the show that I uh, do here on the station, uh, mm-hmm. the Colleen and Bradley show. Yeah, you've been off or here a couple weeks. Yep, and uh, then I'll be back. Uh, Colleen and I will be back together for about four days, and then she'll leave on Friday for about a week. <laughs> right. So it's the way July goes. It's it just is. it's summer, man. Uh, but you know what? We're always going to have something to laugh about here on the station. So tune in. Oh, yeah. Any time of day, and you're guaranteed. Guaranteed and laughter, fun stuff to enjoy, share, and mm-hmm. um, things to look a little uh, askance at. 
for example. Yes. You know, um, Andrew Zimmern, no stranger to our fair city and the station, in fact, actually. Mm-hmm. He has right. a history, right? He used to have a show here, a midday show. Yes, indeedly do, before he uh, you know, made it big, as it were, uh, or as some people would say. And um, Bizarre Foods Bizarre and Foods. World I used and... to love that show. Yeah. Um, but I just read this article, and he's had a troubled time of late, because mm. there's been some criticism, um, I think well-deserved criticism uh, for uh, a restaurant uh, that's currently in uh, uh, renovations, right? Yeah, under renovation, and I'll get to that in a moment. But there's an article. So anytime I see an Andrew Zimmerman Lucky story, Cricket Lucky Cricket, yes, thank yes. you. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime there's a story I'm interested, I'm fascinated, I want to know more. And then this article in Forbes, Andrew Zimmerman's genius hack on how to find a fabulous restaurant in any city. Oh. I think, okay, well, this man is good at knowing how to get good food right. wherever you are. He's been right? all over the world, yes. Do you know what his genius hack is? Uh, ask a local? <clears throat> kind of, which is not, to me, a genius hat. <laughs> he goes to social media. Oh! And I'm like, well, okay, I mean... <laughs> Thank you, but is that a genius hack? So what's to be fair, what he suggests, well, I think it's Forbes, right? Oh, I'm, okay. I may be like poking a little fun at Forbes, getting me to click on something. Uh-huh. Um, and then I read it and I'm like, well, all he's doing is going to social media, which thank you for the reminder is a very important thing to do. And he suggests specifically going, you know, finding who are the, the, you know, food writers, and food talkers mm-hmm. in a particular town and then following them on social media for recommendations. Right. Instead of say going to Yelp, which is just which don't is what do, we did in New York after don't. AB slept. <laughs> How did in that work? And How did, did that not, work? Uh, take us <laughs> where Actually, we requested. How did that true. work? It actually it worked it, it worked on. out pretty well. Oh, right. really? But, okay. But I wouldn't recommend it. I that's like playing, it's like Russian roulette, let's be honest. I mean, right. I usually look to like, I mean, depends on what my budget is, but like, you know, you can just, if Condé Nast usually has some, you know, great yeah. lists. Uh, he, he does. Esquire magazine. He makes yeah. a valid point, which is just we'll popularity does not mean um, quality, right? Mm-hmm. Just because something's popular doesn't mean it's the best, which right. the best is so individual mm-hmm. um which again is why i would say even looking for local food writers that doesn't guarantee that you're going to find a great experience for you i mean it does take a little bit of work if you want a genuine experience i mean if you are in a pinch of mm-hmm. course you're going to turn to anything you have nearby mm-hmm. and hopefully you're going to avoid <laughs> cross your fingers and hope yeah. it's good hope you're going to avoid like a total doo-doo fest but um <laughs> But I was just like, oh, is that really a genius hack? For well, and also you have to be careful too if someone's really uh, posting on Instagram or, uh, well, especially Instagram. Yes, uh, because they might ad. be yeah, being paid. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Are they an influencer? Yeah. And if they're yes. an influencer, like, so you, you can take great pictures, but is my food, because I will tell is you. It's going to be good. I cu- uh, I'm not going to name the place, but we went to visit Jamie's cousin in Chicago, and she really wanted to go to this place. It was like a dessert place. And it, I, the minute we walked in, I was like, uh oh, this is an Instagram place. Oh, this is one right. of those place places where, and I'm telling you, the minute you walk in, you see like, you know, 16 year old girls Instagramming their food. And it was, it was not good. Uh-oh. Like, it's one thing if it it's were good, but it's colorful. Mm-hmm. There's good lighting There's in there. Really good lighting. <laughs> There's all sorts of like, they have a hashtag on the wall, shapes and size. Like, 
it was dessert, so it was like things popping out and, you know, like things on sticks and oh, colorful, right. you know, sparkles and, and uh, what do you, not sparkles. Sparklers. Uh, uh, what sprinkles? do you call those? Sprinkles. Thank mm-hmm. you. And it was just <laughs> I'm like. I'm thinking of fire and I mean, fire I was and a little tiger. literally like you got, <laughs> what? <laughs> just taking it to the next level. You're, there's going to be a flaming what? Well, I'm just thinking of taking it to uh, having the, the little sparklers. Yeah, the oh, circus. That would be and then nice. there's a little flame, okay. like a hoop. Yeah. And then there's a little like toy t- a tiger, tiger jumping through. You could do it like a, from one cupcake a brownie to the other. tiger. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Oh my gosh, sculpt <laughs> the tiger out of a brownie? <laughs> that Are would you taste horrible. stoned right now? <laughs> no, but I kind of want Dude, what she's like serving. Like a freaking tiger jumping through a hoop, man. Yeah, but it's Pop Rocks, man. Oh, you just like yeah, the Pop Rocks man. and it sparkles. <laughs> Oh. Throw a little gasoline on there. No, but I know what you mean. Things can yes. look really pretty, but that doesn't mean they taste good. Yeah. Mm. And um, mm. so anyway, I, I just thought, like, that's a lazy genius hack as far as I'm concerned. Speaking of, uh, well. Yeah, no, can we talk about right. his restaurant? Can we talk about his restaurant? Yes. So apparently it closed. And I meant to do an update to see if there's an update to the story because I, in yeah. all honesty, found this particular story yesterday. So I, I didn't follow up. But um, the word was that Lucky Cricket's closing for renovations over at the West End for a couple weeks. But a lot of people are speculating that the, it's not going to reopen. Ah, which it will would theoretically reopen yeah, after remodeling. Which would, um, which would really be sad. But you'll remember there was a lot of controversy around this restaurant. Yeah, I like what he said. Do you want like to expound on that I at all? I think you should talk yeah, about this. Yeah, let's talk about Have it. Have you not As talked about Asian it on the American, show? How do yeah. you feel? Well, you know, bef- even before his restaurant opened, he said, I'm very excited to bring real Chinese food to Minnesotans and to the Twin Cities. Yeah. Thanks for gifting Thank you for that. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of Chinese people in Minneapolis who are like, we've been bringing it to Minneapolis for years. Exactly. Yeah. And they're, they're great Chinese Also, what's real here. Chinese food, right? Right. Go to China. It's not the same. So I think to say that might be what he in, meant, mm-hmm. but the way it came out was just insulting. Yeah. It just, so I, I've never been there. I, I even after renovations, it's just something that I don't want to do. Yeah, because I, well, I don't like I don't like what he said. Now I don't know. See, I also didn't follow up after that. Did he rescind that? Did he apologize? Oh, he Was went he... on an apology tour to be sure. Yeah, yeah. we talked about this on our show because um, it was very awkward. The things yeah. that he said, and not I shouldn't say awkward because that gives him too much credit. It was, I mean, it was incens- racist and insensitive. Thank you. Right. Thank and look, you. I like Andrew. I really do like him. I yeah. know, we know him because he had a show here, and I think that if we, if we, when I see him, and if we ever have that conversation, he'll probably say, "Yeah, I was just misunderstood," and I, I would understand that. Well, and he has done great work highlighting food cultures around Absolutely. the world. But the problem is, and this is a problem a lot of people will run into. I was just having a conversation with a friend about this yesterday. That with great privilege comes great responsibility, and you can't. You can't just assume that because you've been very successful that you are somehow mm, being, what's the word I'm looking for? You just have to own your privilege is what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. right? And it came across that he was um, somehow, you know, giving the community something that it didn't already have at the expense of, um, you know, generations of people who've, you know. Right. And the restaurant hadn't even opened yet. Yeah. You know, let's, let's. Try the food and let other people eat, say say well, how yeah, great it is. Then once the restaurant opened, there were a lot of people who said, "Well, actually, right." It's maybe so, not that great. I haven't mm-hmm. been to be fair, so oh, I, you I don't haven't. Know. Okay, I was wondering if you 
Um, Review that or I, it's not, not lavender. Because I, I know, actually, and that's something I probably could have done because I do write about food for lavender, and mm-hmm. um, it very likely was a possibility. I don't know, but um, it... Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are doing a lot of hard work at that restaurant and who really want to make it succeed. Of course. So you never want yes. to wish uh, bad things on people because that has real impacts in their mm-hmm. lives. But um, I think he has learned, that is Andrew, perhaps a valuable lesson about the experience. So if if there is any silver lining, perhaps it's his own personal. I mean, I hope. I yeah. don't know. I'm I'm really giving him the benefit of the doubt because right. I, I no, don't know. I, yeah, I, would, I would really like him, but it was a very insensitive um, well, he called it horse beep Chinese food that we already have here. Yeah, to be specific. Is and it I re- just talking about buffets? Um, I mean, because we all know that n- they modify food to appease Americans. Oh, that's, that's the point that's, that they were that that the critics were making was you are criticizing this food, but the reason that the food is being served is because that's the audience. That's what that's what we, we want. have wanted. Yeah, right. I mean. Anybody who's been to a Chinese uh, restaurant or buffet before, and I had a friend in high school who whose family ran a Chinese restaurant, the food that they would eat at the end of the day that they would serve for all the workers mm-hmm. was not the food no. from the buffet line. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, go to China. <laughs> right? It's like, very different. All of a sudden, all these giant fish would be coming out, you know, like on oh, a plate. A full sure. fish. Just like a full, a full fish and just like tons of... You know, dishes that were, it wasn't General So's chicken. Right. Right. So it was very insensitive because for, you know, generations, those people were able to make livings and bring their, you know, families up. A really good Chinese restaurant just down the road, Tea House. Oh, God. It's amazing, very it authentic. Yes. There's also another location um, off 94, kind of near Woodbury. So. There you go. We'll wrap that with a good Chinese place. If you have any other suggestions, please let us know. When we come back, oh, I can't wait to do this. We're going to debate German chocolate cake. Is it dumb? What (laughs) are you saying? (laughs) And, of course, Second Chance Romance at 730. We'll be right back.